Hi everybody, my name is Mark Noon. I'm a coach, national speaker with the Studer Group based out of Pensacola, Florida. Studer Group is a consulting coaching organization that deals with over 400 healthcare organizations around the country. What I want to talk to you about today is creating a culture of teamwork. And you know, I always say this, in order to transform a culture, you have to transform employee engagement. And in order to transform employee engagement, you've got to transform your leadership. It all starts with leadership. Everything rises and falls on leadership, according to, to John Maxwell, the, the leadership guru in the United States. Everything rises and falls on leadership. So your leadership skill and ability needs to be increased all the time. To improve the culture of teamwork in your organization, I'm going to give you some skills and some opportunities and some tools, I think, that will help you improve that culture. You know, what is a team, first of all? You really have to define things. You know, clarity is the first law of learning, and, and so we want to define things. And, and is a group of people necessarily a, a team? It can be, maybe not a well-functioning team, but a team that's functioning well is they have common purpose and a goal, and, and they're, they're striving for something together, like, like the Olympic volleyball team. You know, they have a goal of a gold medal in, in winning the Olympics, and so they have a common goal and a purpose, and everybody wants to get that. So they're going to do everything they can to accomplish that. And as a leader, our job is to create the right urgency to make that happen. So if you watch coaches on the Olympic volleyball team or other teams, you know, they create enough urgency to really motivate people to get to be better than they are and to achieve great success. And, and then they dial it back sometimes and let the people kind of create some of that urgency and, and, and motivation themselves. It's just enough urgency to do the right thing without overwhelming people and enough to make sure that they're going to make a difference. I think about whitewater rafting is one of my favorite team events. And... You know, when I've been on the water and, and you've got six different people, you know, trying to listen to these commands by your guide who's sitting in the raft and you're trying to navigate these waters that are you know, these rapids and you're trying to avoid these rocks and not hitting the shore and not tipping over. And there's so much to it. It's so much fun. And it's a lot of work and it takes some effort, but it's fun at the same time. And we feel like we have great accomplishment because we've, we've challenged these rapids and we've won. And it's the same thing. But it's all developed through relationships, too. The relationships you have with your team. How, how strongly engaged are they? Have you developed a culture of recognition and, and managing up uh, in the environment? That's one of the things we're going to talk about. Do you delegate responsibilities and authorities? And then do you create ownership and value? And those are the three, three elements I want to delve into just a little bit deeper. Managing up and recognition. You know, managing up is a term we, we say that that means when, when we view other people as a team player, we're not working in isolation. It takes more than just me to, to make this happen. We manage up people and, and create a positive light and talk about them in a very positive way. We say, I love working with so-and-so because of this, and we tell a patient or a customer those things. Or we say, oh, you get to work with them? Oh, aren't they the best? And so we talk very highly of them, and so it builds up the, up the expectation for our, our customers or our patients. And then it also creates a teamwork because then that other person, when the, the patient shows up in their office, they say, yeah, I heard about you. You're the best. And they're like, well, who said that? And, well, Mark said that about you. And then all of a sudden we have this relationship between people that's more conducive to a teamwork environment. And then that recognition element is really about, you know, do we recognize people for doing a good job? Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Most organizations don't recognize people really, really well. But the better we're at, we do at that the more emotional bank account we establish. We're depositing and creating value in people by recognizing their efforts. And I always tell people to recognize things that are very, very specific. You know, if you walk in and you say, hey, I heard you're wonderful. Well, wonderful is a great word. It makes us feel really good, but it really doesn't tell us what we did really well. If I walk in and say, hey, I heard from this customer, your customer service skills and how you took care of this and you went on your way to do this, and that really had an impact and a meaning to that customer, that creates value. 
That's the recognition people are really looking for. The second element is delegation. Now think about delegation. It's the assignment of responsibility. It's to act for somebody else. So when I delegate something, I'm, I'm saying you're my representative in this situation. And people want that. It creates ownership and value. So think about this. That we coach something called rounding on employees in the student group. And it's, it means like if I have 10 employees, every month I have a very purposeful, meaningful conversation with them. Now it's not just maybe saying hi, how you doing, that kind of thing. It's important to have that relationship. But it's also really about having a very purposeful conversation. And in that conversation, we say things like, um, do you have all the tools and equipment to do your job? And so I round on, on John, and John says, you know, I, I could really use this uh, particular tool to do my job better. Now, as a leader, sometimes we're hoarders. We hoard all these responsibilities. And we say, we've got all these 10 people, and they all have 10 ideas or things that they need, and we want to fix it all for them because we're problem solvers. That's how we got this job. So by, by delegating back, we might say to John, hey, John, that's a great idea. Could you do some research on that? Could you find out the information and the costs and how long it's going to take? And could you get that back to me by next week? And John says, absolutely. He's probably already done the research anyway. He'll probably have it to you tomorrow. He's engaged. It's his idea. He wants to make it happen. You know? And then Stephanie comes over from the other side. And she, she has this process she wants to fix, and she's already got it laid out. All you got to do is let her run with it. You're the responsible party. You're the leader of the organization, the department. You're ultimately responsible. But why not give that to Stephanie and let her run with it? So when I run on 10 people, all of a sudden I have 10 new things to do, or I can delegate back some of those things so that they create ownership and value. They feel like they've got something to do. Now, we don't delegate all our responsibilities. Some things we have to do. You know, I have to prepare a budget. I'm the budget guy. I have to make sure. That I might get some numbers from John or from Stephanie, but I'm responsible for doing that. I'm not going to delegate those things. Those are part of my job description as well. But the other elements really create value and ownership. We talk about creating ownership. It's not just people who do a good job. They aren't necessarily owners. Sometimes our, our owners aren't the, necessarily the most skilled people. But it's people who take responsibility for their ideas or responsibility for the organization, and they make it happen. The number one question to ask when somebody comes to you with that to create ownership in them is this. What do you think? What do you think about this? How would you handle this? And then they'll have ideas about it, and you say, hey, run with it. Go with it. Let me know what you come up with. Let me know by next week. We create value. Creating value is, is an example like this. Here's how I look at value. First of all, value is, is really the worth of something. It's, it's how, how much we would be willing to invest in something says how valuable it is. Right? So if we don't think our people are valuable, we're not going to invest in them. The higher, invest, higher investment we make in employees that work for us, the greater value we're going to find. So Honus Wagner is a very famous baseball player back in the early 1900s. He's not the greatest baseball player ever. But there are 10 baseball cards in existence today that are in pristine condition. And for whatever reason, the most recent one sold for $2.8 million. $2.8 million for a piece of paper, a piece of cardboard with somebody's picture on it. But somebody said that card is valuable and I'm willing to invest in it. So I translate that to our employees, the people we work with, the people around us. How valuable are they? And if they're valuable, we've got to be willing to invest in it. We've got to be willing to put time and effort and create an environment where they feel valid. So the word valid is what we consider to be valuable. We validate and consider to be valid in our minds. So that's just a couple of three tips for you to create a culture of teamwork. It's not ever-ending, all-ending, but it will certainly help you in creating the right environment for the right kind of team 
motivated, strong, moving forward with purpose and conviction and accomplishing great things. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Have a great day.